This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Said. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Dr. Jack Sheffield. We are very excited about this. And he, right off the bat, he's going to share about swimming, swimming in God's healing river. This man has lived a life of miracles, been in the healing ministry for over 30 years. You are going to hear some incredible stories if you are sick in your body, if you're if you need uh, a touch in your mind, you have to listen to what Jack Sheffield is about to share because not only are you going to receive a touch from God, but you're going to learn how to go do it for others. Dr. Sheffield, thank you for being with us. I'm so glad to be with you. I'm honored. Thank you so much for having me. So, tell us about this Ezekiel uh prophecy that the Lord has been speaking to you about. You bet. It's uh, right out of Ezekiel 47. And uh, he basically sees a man in verse 3 who goes out to measure uh, a 1,000 cubit length and to bring Ezekiel into this river to where, first of all, he's up to his ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my knees. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through, and the water came up to my waist. And this is what I like. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river I could not cross, for the water was too deep. Water which, in which a person could swim, a river that could not be crossed. And that's what I want to talk about. That's what my book is all about, God's Healing River. And it's about the body of Christ going swimming in this last day revival, in this time of this, this fulfillment of time where all the nations will receive this river. It comes from the throne of God, and it's a river of healing. It's a river of the miraculous. And we are about to enter into the, the last stage where it's a river that one must swim in over our heads, completely in, immersed and drenched in the mercy and the power of God. That's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> now, even while you're saying this, I can feel the presence of the Lord. I, I mean, I can I can picture myself swimming in His presence. I am ready. But uh, to be honest, uh, Doctor Sheffield, you've not always been swimming in the presence of God. Tell us uh, about your born again experience. I will, and and I want to just share with you. I, I had an impression that the Kennedy assassination, with John Kennedy being murdered in Dallas. Uh, was a real life changer for me. I wept on the floor of a basketball court. I, it, it stunned me. But then, when Robert Kennedy was killed, you know, in 1968, it 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 changed our generation. I really believe that it made us an angry, rebellious, uh, you know, uh, disturbed, and very very confused people. And I rebelled against all authority. I I, I toyed with Buddhism and transcendental meditation and Hinduism, and I got into drugs and alcohol, and I was basically uh, demonized, is, is what it amounted to. And and uh, there, there was just a stark depression that took over my emotions, and I actually tried to commit suicide at one point. Um, there was a little lady in my little hometown called Richmond, Texas, where she was praying for me. I knew that Wanda loved me, but uh, I, I I did not know that that she had put me on her hit list on a on a blackboard in her kitchen. Uh, Jack Sheffield, number one on the hit list for Jesus. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Somebody told her that Jack Sheffield's going straight to hell, and she said, "Not my Jack Sheffield. My Jack Sheffield's going to heaven. I'm not going to let him go to hell." I wish to God that everybody out there that's lost and broken could have a woman like that praying for them. Absolutely. It, it, it reminds me of, of, a, of a country western song. It almost makes you feel sorry for the devil when mama prays. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> when mama prayed for me, when Wanda, my spiritual mom, prayed for me, um, I ended up knocking on her front door. I was stoned out of my gourd and drunk as well. And and, uh, and she looked at me and pointed a 12-gauge finger right at my nose and said, Jack Sheffield, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> it woke me up. She made it plain. Just, it, I'm telling you, I was instantly sober. And um, I looked at her and I said, come all the way out here to 
to give you a hug, and, and you talk to me like that. And, you know, it just disturbed me so badly, and I knew that I was a mess. I knew that, that I, I, I was just absolutely in torment. So the next thing I know, I go back again. This time she tells me I look like David. And I said, Woo, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, who are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know she was talking about David in the Bible. And I looked at her and I said, Wanda, you have no idea how filthy I am inside. And she said, no, you're not. And she said, that's not the way Jesus sees you. And I got down on my knees on Highway 90A right by the Brazos River in Richmond, Texas, and gave my life to Jesus Christ. And something like liquid honey just coursed through my body and drove every one of those demons, all that fear, all that anger, all that torment, all that guilt and shame right out of my body. And I, and I spoke in a heavenly language, and, and I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but I do know that I was completely transformed, and I absolutely fell in love with Jesus. I just laughed, and I laughed for days <laughs> under the power of the, of, of, of the love of God. And I met my sweet, beautiful wife. Uh, and and we started going to a church that had miracles in it, and it, it was uh, right downtown Houston. And in 1973, we we landed there, and and I, and I, I I remember that the priest had been baptized in the Holy Spirit there. And one day, uh, Ryan, one day uh, he he was preaching, and a woman fell dead in the pew. And he told me later on, my sermon was not that bad, Jack. It was. <laughs> she fell dead. She was pronounced dead by Doctor uh, Eckerd, a friend of ours, and uh, she was laying there on the floor. And the priest came down from the pulpit, and he fell on her, kind of like Elijah fell on that young man and had died. And and he just wept and travailed over her. And the ambulance came in and and put her on the the gurney, you know, and and they they put a sheet over her and. and we're taking her to Ben Taub Morgue in downtown Houston. And about halfway there, the sheet sat up. Whoa. <laughs> she, she almost caused a wreck when she asked, where are you taking me? And this driver said, anywhere you want to go, my <laughs> God, where do you, where do you want to go? And this is so funny. You know, she was an Episcopalian, and she said, well, I, I want to go back to my church. I didn't get my Eucharist. Wow. <laughs> What wow. do you think happened to that church when she walked in that door? Revival, oh, brother. God, I'm telling you, and the word went out for 500 miles that God was showing up in church. So you got you got hooked on the supernatural uh, right away. Uh, is that correct? I, I got ruined. I tell you what, I I, I I just knew that all my all my hippie friends got saved there, <laughs> and every one of them got filled with glory. I love that. Speaking of glory. In 1981, you had your, from what I understand, your first major experience with the manifest glory of God. Tell us that story. Yes, sir. I didn't even know what it was. Um, we were, I was a little deacon in a church and, and going to seminary, and um, a parishioner in, in this church stood up during one of our healing services and said, my nephew has been shot in a hunting accident, and, and um, we, we, we want to ask for prayer. And she herself had been, I prayed for her at the altar during communion, and uh, she was, she had bad, bad allergies. I mean, the kind that would send her to the hospital. She was allergic to corn, and, and it was a, uh, just a terrible thing. And, and I prayed for her, and she just began to shake like a leaf, and I thought she was cold, you know. And I said, y'all turn that air conditioner down. This woman's cold. It was the power of God. I didn't even know what it was. Mm. And, and uh, she, she, she got so uh, turned on about Jesus that she said, I, I want you to pray for my nephew because I know that Jesus will heal him just like he's healed me. So we laid hands on her in the front of the sanctuary, and, and I felt something like fire in my hands. And it, it wasn't a tingling feeling. It was it was fire. I mean, and I, I looked up to see my friend John Mark, and I could not see his face because the glory was, was right there. There was this golden light that filled that sanctuary area. And I said, John Mark, do you see what I see? And he said, I, I see it. And, and I said something I've, I, I, I never would have dreamed saying. I said, God is in this room and asking what you will, but be careful what you ask. And amazingly, the, the, the glory was so engulfing the entire front of this church that the husband of, of our piano player had kidney stones that night, and he came for help. And, and he said, Jesus, heal my kidneys, and he was instantly healed. 
And then his wife speaks up, and she said, you know, uh, Lord, my son has been sick with the flu, and his phone is broken, and, and I couldn't get through to him. I'm worried about him, but I, I wanted to come and pray for him. So, so Jesus, will you touch my son? And we found out a little bit later on that he sat up at the same time that she prayed. They, that he sat up in the bed, completely healed of the flu, and his phone was healed. <laughs> I didn't know God cared about phones, but he, he everything that we asked, he did in that glory. This this is the same glory that was on Jesus, and it said that everyone in that village was healed. It wasn't because he laid hands on every single person. It's because when the glory shows up, everything changes. Everything gets healed. Everything gets right with God. And um, long-distance prayer, boy, just like the, the centurion servant, Jesus went all the way to Dallas, Texas. That young man was so so wounded and so badly damaged by that gunshot wound that they had to put a feeding tube in him. He didn't want to eat. He didn't want to live. And uh, he sat up, and he said, I'm hungry. And they took the tube out, and he, he ate a cheeseburger that night. <laughs> all right. You know you're healed when you eat a cheeseburger that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, everything we asked uh, was was granted to us in that atmosphere, and that's what God wants for us. There's a how are you going to have a glorious bride, Brian, if there's not some glory? And and I and I love that. I would have loved to have been in that sanctuary, that church, when that glory was there, because from what I understand, everybody that was in that room that you prayed for, uh, every, just everybody around was healed. Yes, everybody. Everything we asked for. Uh, we were careful to ask, but I'm telling you, everything we asked for, it was taken care of instantly. So let me ask you a question right off the bat here. You, you talk about that God wants us to be his personal vessels manifesting his authority, his power, his glory. So right now, right in this first segment, how do we become carriers of this glory and how do we begin to experience that level of glory, which we're going to talk about through the whole sh whole show but how do we begin to experience that level of glory? The first thing is you must be born again. You can't just be a religious person. You have to have the life of Jesus uh, living inside of you. And uh, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, his spirit comes and marries himself to your spirit, and you become one with God. If you are one with the one who did miracles, then you can do miracles. The same nature that's in him is in you. And so, therefore, the same authority and power that Jesus ruled in, in this earth, he gave it to his disciples and said, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm not going to leave you desolate in this world by, by yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go away so I can send another one just like me. And he, the Holy Spirit, will be your comforter, and he will be your power, and he will be the glory that will reside inside of you. And um, he said, I will, I will come to you. I will manifest myself to you. Well, when Jesus manifests himself, that's when the glory comes. That's when we, you know, I, I read a book by Ruth Ward Heflin oh, yeah. in the 1990s who was talking about the glory when nobody else was. Exactly. Maybe Kenneth Copeland. And uh, she used to say, you praise your way into worship and you worship your way into the glory. And so we, it, when we become so captivated by God, so in love with him, so, so much the worshipers that he wants us to be, worshiping him in the spirit and truth, the, the atmosphere is changed in the room. The atmosphere is changed within us. And we are able to experience these higher forms of existence, which, which is radiance and beauty and glory. And, and there's even a joy that's full of glory. And so uh, it's it's a matter of practicing the presence of God. It's a matter of, of staying with him and just living in him. And Jesus promised that in the time of great, great, gross darkness covering the earth, the glory of the Lord would rise up on his people. That's his promise. And so that we can, we can, no matter who you are, no matter what stage of the river that you're in, ankle deep, waist deep, knee deep, it doesn't matter. When, when you worship your way into his glory, you're going to swim in that river of his joy and love and, and peace and freedom. Well, you're getting me excited on this end, that's for sure. And I know the people are listening are getting hungry. You, There's something, there's an anointing on you that when you're sharing this, that it's stirring up that thing that people are longing for. And the thing that they're longing for is right in front of them, correct? 
Amen. And I tell you, just worship him all the time. Put it in your house when you're gone. Put, worship him in your car. One time I was worshiping him in the car, and my hands went up, and I thought, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I was driving with my knees. That's right. <laughs> and, and I was so drunk when I walked in the meeting. They said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I said I'm, I'm just, I've been ravished by Jesus. Wow. I, and the bride is waking up. Can I tell you something that happened to me? Yes. Uh, not too long ago, I was asleep on my right-hand side. And, and uh, you know, it's very dark in our room uh, because my my wife is photosensitive. And, and so uh, somebody shoved my shoulder, my left shoulder, and it woke me up instantly, and I felt it physically. And I thought, it's my sweetheart. And I said, honey, did you, did you got my coffee, you know? <laughs> and, and there wasn't an answer, and I, and I rolled over, and there she was. She was sound asleep. And so I've learned to ask this question, and that is, what are you saying to me? And I heard these words, not maybe audibly that Anna Marie would have heard it, but I heard it within the, the, the chambers of my soul so loud. He said, I'm waking my bride. Mm. And um, I love that, that promise that his glory is going to be seen upon us. And even those who are listening, I know that you're feeling a fresh awakening even as you listen to Dr. Jack Sheffield. Now, he's wrote an incredible book and has a CD set for you uh, called God's Healing River. And what has been happening, uh, Dr. Sheffield, when people have read your book? Well, I've, I've had some really wonderful testimonies uh, from from all over the world, really. Um, my, my wife and I have traveled on six continents, and so the book has been really, uh, you know, circulated. But the the ones that I remember the most are the, the little lady, God bless her, that, that was so sick and, and came to our healing conference. And she bought my book, and she went home, and she stayed up all night long reading my, that book. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, God supernaturally healed her of both of those major diseases in her body. And that's, that's that, you know, books just don't know how to quit. They'll go anywhere, and they, they, they stay up all night with people. <laughs> I love books. I was told by uh, a, a powerful prophet that um, I was going to destroy the works of the devil by the written word. And that's an instance that I just love uh, with that little lady. Uh, there's a, a woman that, that read about the glory uh, up in Canada, and, and she saw the glory of God on a speaker at a conference. And she had a real bad case of spinal stenosis. She was in agonizing pain all the time. And she read in my book that there's this glory cloud, this, this, that God will heal you in the glory. And she said that must have been what was on that speaker's face. And so she went home, and she, she, her husband was asleep, and she uh, got into her, her nightgown, and, and she looked on her, her pillow right there on her bed, and there was the glory cloud right there on her pillow. And she said, I, I, I very, very carefully, I very, very gingerly slipped into bed and put my head on that pillow. The moment I hit that pillow, my, my neck was healed of spinal stenosis. So the glory of God heals people, and that's what this book is about. It's, we want to swim in that glory. We want to swim. We want this river to go to the nations. And um, and, and I'll tell you, there's, there's a wonderful pastor that was about to quit. He was staying in a friend of, my, a friend of mine's house, and he was going to go down and tell him for breakfast that he's going to resign from the ministry. He read my book uh, late into the night, and, and then uh, he woke up in the morning, and he was completely changed. He went downstairs, and he, said, and he repented of, of the desire to quit the ministry. And he said, I remember now why God called me. I remember now what God said to me when he called me. He said, go and set the captives free. This river's for everybody. <laughs> That's right. See, you needed to hear this, uh, those of you who are listening to this, is because this book is not your ordinary book. It really contains uh, the presence and glory of God within it. He teaches how healing comes, how to hear from God, how to, how to do the works of God, and how God, how God needs your hands, and how He wants to rest His glory on your life. The book and CD set is called God's Healing River. Now, when we come back, I'm going to have Dr. Sheffield share about uh, the anointing, the fire anointing that he received. I'm very jealous about this when he was prayed for by Smith Wigglesworth's great granddaughter. We'll be right back.
The river of God represents the coming spiritual surge of the manifest glory and power of God that will rival all previous moves of God in former generations. The true nature of salvation involves the healing of individuals, families, communities, and ultimately the nations of the world. Jack Sheffield has been living a life full of miracles. Jack wants to mentor you and help you enter into the healing river of God where you will experience your breakthrough, your healings, and your miracle, and to become a vibrant part of the next great move of the Holy Spirit. God has called us in this time, I believe in a prophetic time, we're going to find people swimming in God's river. Call now and get Jack Sheffield's powerful and anointed book and three-part audio CD teaching, God's Healing River, Overcoming Sickness, Fear, and Despair, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9481. I wrote that book because I felt that, that God wanted to expand the healing ministry in the church and perhaps even go beyond the church into the marketplace. I wanted people to know how to do the works of Jesus and how to destroy the works of the devil. Jack Sheffield's powerful book, God's Healing River, answers questions you have about the Holy Spirit and how God can move through you to save, deliver and heal you, your loved ones, and even the nations. You will understand how faith comes to you, the believer. Learn how healing can freely flow from God to you. Find out how to pray and prophesy with power. Understand the test for truly hearing God like never before before. Learn how to discern the true presence of God. Find out why obedience often precedes faith itself. Learn how to break past spiritual barriers and receive your miracle. Begin to move in the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. In Jack Sheffield's exclusive three-part audio CD teaching series, God's Healing River, you will clearly understand the delivery systems of power gifts, revelation gifts, and vocal gifts. Learn what the greatest thing on God's heart is right now. Be empowered by the fire, the lightning manifestations of God, which will bring powerful deliverance, healing to you and people you love. Understand the simple heavenly keys that will bring miracles. Included on the CDs is Jack Sheffield's prayer for miracles to be released and God's rest and peace to be released in your life. When you listen to these, I believe people will really feel it's easy. Yeah. to pray for the sick and see the Amen. same results you have and even greater. Amen. And remember, the healer isn't you. The healer is Jesus in you, the hope of glory, and it's time to turn him loose because you're his hands, you're his feet, you're his mouth, you're his ears, you're his heart. Don't miss out on getting Jack Sheffield's powerful anointed book and three-part audio CD teaching, God's Healing River, Overcoming Sickness, Fear, and Despair, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9481. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9481 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, we're here with Dr. Jack Sheffield, and we are already swimming in the river of his glory. We can feel it. I can certainly feel it. I know Dr. Sheffield can feel it. The people in our studio can feel it because God is moving, and I pray that you can feel it as well. Now, very jealous. Tell us about this story in 2004 when you met Smith Wigglesworth's great-granddaughter. Yes, sir. Her name is Lil Defan. She lives in Johannesburg, South Africa, and uh, she is just one of the most amazing people I've ever met. She must be exactly like her great-grandfather because she terrorizes the devil. <laughs> she is <laughs> this little sweet, you know, genteel little lady from Great Britain. But I'm telling you, when the, when the when the fire gets on her, it's it's something else. Uh, we were having tea with her, uh, you know, just discussing their ministry, and she looked at us, my wife and I, and she said, "Would you like to have what Smith had?" But we jumped. Yes. I mean, <laughs> whoa! And and suddenly she just began to violently hit me in my stomach, just saying, "Fire! Fire! Fire!" And, <laughs> and yelling, "The fire!" And and then suddenly she attacked my wife. I mean, she just starts hitting her in the stomach, going, "Fire! Give him fire! Give him fire!" <laughs> and then she prophesied to my wife, "You're going to hand dead babies back to their mothers alive." Wow. 
oh my god and and i'm telling you we we never have been the same again since um we we have seen an amazing anointment i believe it it is is an empowerment from heaven that comes down jesus said you will be baptized in the holy spirit and fire I always took that as kind of metaphorical or, you know, if you get a lot of passion. I didn't know it's an actual operation and manifestation of the Spirit that burns up every kind of disease and every kind of torment that you can possibly imagine. We started seeing fire burning up COPD, asthma, Alzheimer's disease, cancer. I sat down with a young man who had bone cancer. He was in agonizing pain all over his body. And um, I, I didn't even get a chance to lay hands on him. I just said, Jesus, would you come to this man? And fire started burning in his brain. And I said, are you okay? And he said, fire. And, I, and then he said, oh, my God, it's in my knee. And I said, well, Lord, we just bless what you're doing. And he said, oh, my God, it's in my lungs. It's just burning, burning. And, and I said, well, Father, thank you. And I'm trying to keep up with the Holy Spirit here because it visited every single part of his body. And he was totally, completely healed of cancer. Well, listen, Dr. Sheffield, we're talking about the glory. We're talking about swimming in the presence. We're talking about the fire. How can those that are listening begin to walk in this fire anointing? It was imparted to me, and, and I, I believe I could just pray. I, I believe God wants it so bad in every single Christian, every single human being that loves Jesus. I believe, I believe we could just declare it and, and just literally release it through the airways, and people could receive it. Do that now. Do that now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord, that St. Paul said to Timothy, I long to come to you that I may impart some gift unto you. And, Lord, we know that was through the laying on of hands with, with Lil Defend, but, Father, there has to be a, a, a quantum release an accelerated release for this time because there's so many people that are hurting. We can't wait around for somebody to come from Africa. We've got to have this now, Lord. There's children that are committing suicide. There, there are children that are depressed at age five, Lord God. There are people that are being tormented by diseases, Alzheimer's, Lord God. And, and I thank you, Father, that the fire anointing will burn up these diseases. They will burn up suicide in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just release it right now into the airways. Jesus, you hear a man from a distance. You do things from a distance. You just speak the word, and, and they will be healed. They will be anointed. They will be filled with the power of God. Lord, release fire. You said they will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire, and I pray that they'll lift their hands and receive this mighty anointing from heaven that destroys the works of the devil in the name of Jesus. And Lord, bring lightnings to them that will fry everything, that the, every rebellion, every bondage, every sickness, every, every torment of hell. Lord, just thank you for firepower from heaven that's destroying the works of the enemy in Jesus' name. Raise your people up to be mighty. Those that know their God shall be, do, be mighty. They shall do exploits in Jesus' name with fire from heaven. Whoo! Amen. Now that's that's good stuff. Uh, oh my the, God! The fire of God oh, is God. incredible. I man. just see people lifting their hands and, and the fire just coursing through their body. Amen. I feel it on my body right now. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating in any way whatsoever. I feel the fire of God on me, and so I pray that you receive that. Everybody listening, receive that yep. fire impartation. Now, Doctor Sheffield, Here, you, one more thing. Thank yeah. you. I, you know, we worshipped at Bethel here recently for four hours. Oh my God! And there's something about when you worship and, and when you when you bring the presence of God and when when you are in the glory of God, that's where these things manifested. Um, that's where they that's where the power comes from. The lightnings will come out of heaven and and with fifty thousand volts and just burn up everything that's not from God. I want to tell you about a a, a young girl we saw with sickle cell anemia with her little. Um, you know, uh, service dog, and we after four hours of worship, we just walked up to her in a very natural way, just looked at her and said, "Can we pray for you? What's going on with the service dog?" And she said, "Well, I have sickle cell anemia." And so we just very simply laid our hands on her and started praying for her. And then her face turned red, and she started perspiring like she was in some kind of a sauna or something. And 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 I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Fire is coursing through my blood." I said, you got fire in your blood right now? She said, yes. And, and so, you know, John Wimber used to say, you know, 
when you see the Holy Spirit on somebody, join yourself to that because it'll make you look good. You know, <laughs> and so we just blessed God for the fire anointing that was, I've never heard of anything like it, Ryan, coursing through her blood. She was instantly healed of sickle cell anemia. This anointing is real, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that God is pouring it out on the, all, the, all the power on sons and daughters and even on children right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if, am I hearing you correct in saying that worship is one of the greatest keys? It is. I think the greatest friend to prayer we have is worship because they get him. When when you're in the presence of God and, and he is he is manifesting himself in the room and you know, in, in, in the street, it doesn't matter, but when you're worshiping God, the power comes. And that's when heaven opens up, and that's when the angels go up and down. They will take our prayers up to the Father and pour it into his heart. And then the Father will pour an answer into, into a basket, and they'll bring it down. They'll pour that, that answer from heaven right into that sick body. Wow. And so, you know, worship is our best friend. Because I like that. I like to say it. I like to say it. They get him and not our version of him. <laughs> That's real good. I like that a lot. And speaking of... <laughs> there's a lot of versions of Jesus, but there's only one that matters, and that's the one that manifests this, this firepower. Now, this firepower you're taking into hospitals, you have a unique ministry of establishing healing centers in hospitals where you're taking God's healing power, you're, you're uh, working in tandem with doctors and nurses for people that have all kinds of physical, emotional, soulish issues, and you're teaming up, and you're seeing such a uh, magnificent result of lasting fruit of God's healing power. Tell us what, what's going on, how you do that, how it's all interconnected. Sure. Let me start with a prophecy by Smith Wigglesworth, if I could bring him back again. In 1947, he prophesied over Lester Summerall, the last four great moves of God before Jesus comes back. He, he prophesied the 1950s revival where A.A. A. Allen and R.W. Schambach and Jack Coe and, and all of these wonderful, powerful healing ministers, you know, brought the healing power to, to America. But they, they got off track, you know, and they, it all fizzled out. But the, the Lord sent a second great uh, revival, and that was the charismatic renewal of the mainline churches. That's the one I came into. That's when Episcopal priests were, were raising the dead. And, and, then, and then that all started to fizzle away. And then in the, in the 1980s and 90s, the faith movement came forward with Kenneth Hagin and Norval Hayes and John Osteen and all these powerful, powerful men and women of God, T.L. Osborne. And uh, he saw uh, in that move of God people going to church with a Bible in one hand and a notebook in the other hand. Well, that's exactly the word movement. Would you agree with that? I mean, that's exactly what he saw. And so then he prophesied the last great harvest of the earth. And th this is what he said. Hospitals will be emptied. And hospitals mm, yes. will partner with the church that knows how to move with the Holy Spirit. And, and that was his prophecy, and I believe that's what we're in. I don't understand it. I, I, was, I was told by my board, uh, I'm the uh, founding director of Christ Healing Center in San Antonio, and we found ourselves kind of on financial straits, and, and uh, I, I called my, my board together, and there's a top banker here in town who's on that board, and, and, and I said, what do you all think we ought to do? And and Tom looked at me and said, Jack, do something for San Antonio. You're all over the place, boy. You're all over India, Africa, South America. Do something for San Antonio. So I went back to his office a couple of weeks later, and, and he said, what do you got for me? And I said, um, I said, I believe we're supposed to put healing centers in the chapels of hospitals. My wife and, and our, our chairman of the board used to terrorize the malls, trying to get people healed in, <laughs> in the malls. There are a lot of sick people in the malls. No. It makes sense to go into a hospital. That's where the sick people are. And so he got on the phone and called the the the, the chairman of the board of a of, of a large hospital system here in San Antonio. And the next thing I know, I'm in front of the vice president of, of uh, pastoral care. Next thing I know, uh, a, a chaplain stands up and said, "I want to be the prototype. I want to do it in my hospital." And so next thing you know, we're, we're worshiping God for an hour in chapels. And when we give the invitation for people to come, 
nurses and doctors and and um, family members will come into that hospital chapel. Have you ever seen a, anybody in a chapel in a hospital? I haven't, except when there's a, a death or something. But I'm telling you, we're changing that, and we have opened up the heavens over these hospitals, and and it's changed. It's changing everything. We have seen the glory of God come upon a hospital, and and it's a direct fulfillment of this end time prophecy. Of course, I don't tell them that God's going to empty the hospital out, not quite yet, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they would do with that. But uh, I do know this. I have been told by CEOs of these hospitals, Christ Healing Center is now a part of the culture of this hospital. And even the CEO himself comes down for prayer when he's when he's got stressed out, you know, uh, measures in his in his business life and and. And, and and heads of departments will come down and bring all of their department members during lunch. We we do this during lunch hours so people can come, and then they, they'll they'll all get prayer. It's the sweetest thing, and 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 the hospitals are prospering like crazy. They're they're doing amazing amazing things. So I feel like the Lord is is uh, doing what John G. Lake did. He emptied out a hospital, and uh, and also doing what Smith Wigglesworth did, and that is bringing that power of God anywhere where people are hurting. So what kind of results are you seeing among the patients uh, in these hospitals? We're seeing people healed. Uh, we had a, a man come in for his daughter. She just got admitted into the emergency room, and, and she had three blown discs, and she was in agonizing pain, crying, crying so so much in pain. We just prayed for him, laid hands on him, and we, we asked the Lord to put those discs back in place. He came back 20 minutes later, and he said, my daughter's been released. They can't find anything wrong with her. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing. I could just name, uh, you know, so many instances where that's happening. But I think the greatest one that uh, has happened recently is we um, – we had a, a family come into the chapel, and our team is always ready to pray for anybody that comes in. They didn't want any prayer. They just they had to go upstairs and unplug their dad, uh, who who had no viable life in his body. The the doctors were saying that um, you know he had no heart function, he had no kidney function, and it was time to pull the plug. And um, and so they just kind of my team just backed off and just began to release heaven right over the top of this family and they wept together and um, several who were angry and and fearful were you know relieved of their 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 suffering and uh, they got you know to the place where they could go upstairs and they thanked the team for praying over them and uh, they went upstairs the chaplain was there and one of our team members is a doctor he was there and and of course, the position for this man was there, and he's the one to pull the plug. Well, when they pulled the plug, the man sat up, <laughs> and they, he said, <laughs> basically, he said, "How y'all? What are y'all doing?" <laughs> and they just started shouting and running wow. around the, this little room. And and the doctor looked at the chaplain and said, "Well, maybe there is something to this prayer stuff, you know." And and um, people came running down the hall, wondering what the heck is going on. It was a resurrection miracle mm. of God right there in that hospital. And and it, it it it's one of the reasons why that hospital is so famous for the presence of God and the joy and the 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 way that people love each other on that staff. It it's just it's a it's a miracle, and I think it's a it's a prophecy to the medical world that God is re, is pouring out His resurrection power upon His church and His people, and He's He's raising the dead, <laughs> you know from 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 darkness, just like Lazarus, stand up in that light, Lazarus. Come on, stand up in that light and take off all those glow, those uh, grave clothes. It's really incredible, Dr. Sheffield, how many people, uh, even in church, are, are so sick and that need a healing, so many things that they're going through. And you believe that the church must become the healing house of God again. Explain that. Yes, sir. Well, I, I know that a lot of churches have healing ministries on, on Sunday morning, you know, during the time of, of uh, communion, or uh, they pray for the—all the elders pray for the sick, and, 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 and I know that a, a lot of churches don't even do that. Uh, they may have a Wednesday night service where two or three or four people come, and it's, it, it's got to become a river. It, it can't, it's got to be rivers of God's mercy because people are hurting too bad. There's a lot of people sitting right there in the church— that are just in pain and they're in torment and they don't know how to get out of it. And the church has to learn how to open those prison doors and set those captives free. We need an anointing from Jesus that brings restoration and protection and brings uh, 
you know, people out of darkness into light, out of pain into joy, out of fear into radiance and beauty and love. And so uh, it's got to become a, a movement. It's got to, that river has got to start flowing through each and every one of these churches. I believe every church should be a healing center. They ought to be doing two-hour prayers. We're doing two-hour prayers called Heart to Heart, where the people with the worst conditions, the worst kind of bondage you can possibly imagine, trauma, terror, fear, um, you know, uh, schizophrenia. We've seen schizophrenia healed. If you give it enough time and you know what you're doing, you can open those prison doors and release those captives, and Jesus will come and he will glorify their mind. Um, John G. Lake used to say, Lord, give them the mind of the glorified. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so if you if you want to swim in this river of God's healing power, his presence, his glory, if you want to be one of those ones that not only you know what? It's time to quit hearing about all these stories. It's time to be uh, getting your own story. It's time to yes. lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And that's why you need this book in CD set, God's Healing River. It'll touch you. It'll change your life. There's a glory that's actually on the book. And when you read it, there's an impartation that comes. Now, when we come back, I want Jack to share his uh, amazing story about how he met Jesus face-to-face after being in a car wreck. We'll be right back. The River of God represents the coming spiritual surge of the manifest glory and power of God that will rival all previous moves of God in former generations. The true nature of salvation involves the healing of individuals, families, communities, and ultimately the nations of the world. Jack Sheffield has been living a life full of miracles. Jack wants to mentor you and help you enter into the healing river of God where you will experience your breakthrough, your healings, and your miracle, and to become a vibrant part of the next great move of the Holy Spirit. God has called us in this time, I believe in a prophetic time, we're going to find people swimming in God's river. Call now and get Jack Sheffield's powerful and anointed book and three-part audio CD teaching, God's Healing River, Overcoming Sickness, Fear, and Despair, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9481. I wrote that book because I felt that that God wanted to expand the healing ministry in the church and perhaps even go beyond the church into the marketplace. I wanted people to know how to do the works of Jesus and how to destroy the works of the devil. Jack Sheffield's powerful book, God's Healing River, answers questions you have about the Holy Spirit and how God can move through you to save, deliver, and heal you, your loved ones, and even the nations. You will understand how faith comes to you, the believer. Learn how healing can freely flow from God to you. Find out how to pray and prophesy with power. Understand the test for truly hearing God like never before. Learn how to discern the true presence of God. Find out why obedience often precedes faith itself. Learn how to break past spiritual barriers and receive your miracle. Begin to move in the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. In Jack Sheffield's exclusive three-part audio CD teaching series, God's Healing River, you will clearly understand the delivery systems of power gifts, revelation gifts, and vocal gifts. Learn what the greatest thing on God's heart is right now. Be empowered by the fire, the lightning manifestations of God, which will bring powerful deliverance, healing to you and people you love. Understand the simple heavenly keys that will bring miracles. Included on the CDs is Jack Sheffield's prayer for miracles to be released and God's rest and peace to be released in your life. When you listen to these, I believe people will really feel it's easy yeah. to pray for the sick and see the, the and same results you have and even greater. Amen. And remember, the healer isn't you. The healer is Jesus in you, the hope of glory, and it's time to turn him loose because you're his hands, you're his feet, you're his mouth, you're his ears, you're his heart. Don't miss out on getting Jack Sheffield's powerful anointed book and three-part audio CD teaching. 
God's Healing River, Overcoming Sickness, Fear, and Despair. Exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9481. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9481 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Dr. Jack Sheffield, and it is incredible all the things that he is seeing in the hospitals, in churches, and he has a passion to teach you to see the same, to do and see the things that Jesus saw, the things that Jesus did, and and that same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, the Bible says. And Jack, you have a story about a child, a six-month-old, that died uh, they had that sudden infant death syndrome. What happened? Well, this dad came home from work to find his son uh, blue in the face. The babysitter thought he was sound asleep, but the father rushed the child to the, to the hospital and where he was resuscitated. And one doctor said that he thought the little one had been dead for somewhere between 30 or 40 minutes. And um, when I got to the hospital, I, I walked into a room that had been filled with prayer, both the parents and both sets of grandparents were there all night long praying. And so you can imagine the atmosphere that I walked into. And there was this little baby boy just staring, you know, blankly into space. Uh, I, they they just, you know, when they brought him back, they did not bring back brain function. And it looked like he could be in a vegetative state for the remainder of his life. And and uh, the doctors came in and, and drew fluids, uh, were testing him. And uh, when they stuck this long needle in his spinal cord, his eyes just continued to stare with no indication of anybody being home. And so I just lost it. I mean, I I just completely fell apart. I've, I've lost a child to leukemia, and uh, I, I I was overwhelmed with with just sobbing and weeping over the child so intensely. And um, when when uh, uh, one of the grandparents came up to me, she. She uh, patted me on the shoulder and she said, "Can I talk to you outside?" And and I was just sobbing as we walked out. And she was she's comforting me. I suppose I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to be comforting her, and she is. She's saying it's going to be all right. And then all of a sudden, uh, we heard "wah," and that baby was <laughs> mad. He was fighting mad, and he was he was hungry, and and he was he wanted his mama. And, and uh, we just danced in that hallway and and ran into that room, and everybody was was just amazed. This baby. Uh, came back to life perfectly uh, with no signs of coma, of a coma, no signs of brain trauma whatsoever. Perfectly released that night. Every test that they ran, they found nothing wrong. And that baby went home. And I'll never forget it. And when he would come to the communion table with his parents and with his grandparents, and by the way, the whole parent, all the whole family got saved. Wow. It's right. You know, you shall be saved in your whole household. That's exactly That's right. what happened. That's what miracles do. We've got to start having miracles if we're going to have salvations and, and people waking up out of hell and coming coming out of darkness. They've got to see the power of God. And and miracles will do that. It just, it just absolutely changed their lives. But that little boy would look up and he would see angels. I promise you, while we were taking communion, uh, he would look up and, and he would point to all the lights that he was seeing, I guess, orbs, the angels, and because uh, we knew he had been in heaven. That was one of the greatest miracles. Uh, I was trying to behave as a denominational minister. Uh, my bishop told me to go slow with these, these, these people that don't believe in the power of God and, and uh that just absolutely blew the lid off that church, and I think we added 70 families in the next year and a half, uh, it, it, maybe two years. It was just the most explosive thing that had happened, and it will bring the church back to life and and, and bring the people back to church when they find out that God's not dead, mm. that, he, that this cold, dead Jesus that, that nobody had, you know, cares anything about, when they find out that he can, he can make a difference in their pain and their torment and their trauma— they, they're going to come running. And so um, I, I, I love that story. It's one of my favorite stories about the, the resurrection power of Jesus in the church. Now, you, you teach people in your, in your book, in your CDs, when you preach, that this is not just for you or for a select few. In fact, you have a way you like to say it, that our present-day body is 
uh, one big mouth and all these hundreds of ears listening, and <laughs> yeah. you don't feel that that's the way it should be, that every one of us should be uh, moving in the presence and power and the gifting of God, and it shouldn't be that a, just a few people at the, at church are operating in a gifting. Uh, t- teach us for a few minutes about this whole principle. Sure. I, I just want to say to you that there is an army sitting in the pew, and they're really one of the reasons why they go away is because they're not in the action. They're they're not seeing what Jesus promised that they could see. Uh, he said, "All that believe shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover." He didn't say just the special few, you know, that are anointed and and you know that are uh, are privileged, you know, to to have that kind of authority. No. Uh, I believe that the mama who's waking up with her child and with 105 fever in the middle of the night can 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 pray with the same power and effectiveness that I can, and and all she has to do is believe, and all she has to do is is reach down in, in inside of her heart and pull up that anointing. There's a river inside of her belly that wants to flow out of of her belly and heal that child's serious condition. Uh, she doesn't need to call the pastor. He needs to take her authority. There are men that need to stand up and start taking authority. Uh, we have a bunch of millennials that have joined our healing center. Uh, they they are part of the hospital program. We're in the YMCA. We're we're in an Air Force base. We're also, uh, you know, uh, in an <laughs> we're in an oil company in Houston, Texas. They started a chapel so they could have a healing center in their in their oil company. Uh, it's just it's going out into the marketplace and and all of my little millennials that are. 29, 30, 40, 40 years old, uh, they're, they're all saying, finally, we get, we're getting into the action. Finally, we're taking this to the, to the city. We're not just sitting in four walls anymore, you know, just listening to sermons and listening to the people talk. We want to do it. We're tired of talk. We want to get in the action. Any pastor worth his salt is going to equip those saints for the work of the ministry and, and not just talk to them and be a talking head. But, uh, you know, stop trying to impress people with your church and start impressing them with the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Come on now. Meddling now. Hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we don't mind stepping on toes around here. Now, uh, Jack, in 1994, you had a, you were in a horrible car wreck, but the outcome was tremendous. What happened? Um, you know, I, I, I was, I was at a place where I was just exhausted. I, I was working 70, 80 hours a week, you know, for God. I mean, and, and one, one person told me how fortunate God was to have me, you know, I'm just, just killing myself in the ministry. And I was very distracted by work. I was, I was, uh, somebody said, busyness is not of the devil. Busyness is the devil. And, um, I went to do a mercy funeral for a, a little, mentally challenged young lady that had passed away on the east side of Austin. And, and I was, uh, you know, in a terrible distraction. There was a bus right to my right. I was sitting at a red light and uh, the light turned green, but the bus didn't move because he saw what was coming. And when I pulled out in front of the bus, um, I was hit by a 25 ton asphalt truck while driving my Geo Metro that's made mostly of, of aluminum it crushed it so badly that the cop that drove up on the scene said, that guy's dead. I mean, he didn't make it. Uh, I had eight broken ribs with compound fractures. My liver was smashed and ripped in half. Uh, it was macerated, they call it. That's like throwing a watermelon against the wall, and it just becomes mush. Uh, I had a broken pelvis in two different places. And a, the main thing was a ruptured aorta. I was bleeding out internally. And... Um, Fortunately, I was six blocks away from one of the best trauma centers in, in Texas, and um, my wife came came running in. Uh, she was just her office was right down the street from that hospital, and and she said, "Honey, what what happened?" And I said, "Sweetie, I I, I ran a green light." <laughs> and she, and she said, "Well, I thought I broke my back." I said, "I think I broke my back because I was hurting so bad, and I didn't know that it was because of all the pressure of the blood that was accumulating in my in my lung area." Um, but, uh, the doctor came in and, and he had never done an aortic graft before. And, and, uh, he, he was excited about it. And, but, uh, when he walked in, he poked me in my, my foot and he said, do you feel that? And I said, feel what? And, uh, he said, Mr. Sheffield, I, I hate to tell you this, but you're probably never going to walk again. Um, uh, 
because I couldn't feel anything in my legs. He said, uh, you've had uh, deprivation of of oxygen to the lower trunk because of the loss of blood. And he said, I've got to go in immediately. And so um, he told me that I might not survive the next 24 hours, but he he went in and he put that graph in, and uh, I I was saved by that effort. Uh, And he put all my own blood right back into my lungs. But uh, within about 20 hours, uh, my blood pressure spiked to 300 over 200, and and I, I left my body. I I landed in the third heaven with Jesus. I'm, I'm in Jesus' arm. They had coated me on earth, um, but I was in heaven. And I just have to tell you, he has the bluest eyes imaginable. And they're like many waters, and he's the most beautiful, kindest, and most glorious being in all of creation. And I immediately said to him about my wife, I didn't say the words. I, I thought the words, but I, in thinking the words, I said them. She can't take another one referring to the death of our precious baby boy, Stevie, from leukemia. And my first thought, you know, while I was there was was, was my sweet wife, Anna Marie. And then Jesus looked over my shoulder. And at that moment, a very powerful prayer warrior was interceding for me in the chapel of the hospital because she saw death coming to get me. And she told me it was a black, ominous, cloud-like substance that was going down the hallway to, to my room to get me. But she stood up. We taught her the prayer of command and, and, and how to take authority. And she stood up and she stomped her foot and she yelled, No, you can't have him. It's not his time. <laughs> and I know Jesus heard her, her rebuking death. And that's why he looked over my shoulder. I know that's why. And um, then I said, because I, I knew I was out of there. I knew I, was going, I, I wasn't going to stay. And, um, and, and I said to him, may I be a part of the last great harvest? And he said to me with those beautiful eyes, he smiled at me and he said, if you want to. And I woke up telling everybody in the room, he has the bluest eyes you have ever seen. And I began to speak supernaturally in parables, Ryan, that my wife said she could have only come from heaven. There was no language like that she'd ever heard from anybody ever anywhere. And and I had certainly never spoken that way before. So the the greatest thing that I have ever ever experienced in my life was being in his arms in the in the heavens right under a tree and and I found out the greatest thing that's on his heart and what that is and it's so apropos to this audience and to this book is the billions and billions and billions of people who don't know him yet that's what's on his heart. That's that's why I asked. I was able to ask. I've got to be a part of this great harvest. I've got to be, I've, I've got to be a part of it because I knew that his heart is breaking and he's hearing their cries and he's hearing their distress and he wants to come down to save them and heal them. And so I I I, I just I put that on your your plate right there. Um, that's why we must swim in this river. This great harvest is coming. Uh, we, the church, his bride, are his hands and feet. There's nobody else that's going to do it except us and him. And let me encourage you that the healing ministry it can be done by every single person at any level, no matter where you are. You can lay your hands on people. You can, you can watch God touch people and heal people. In fact, Tommy Hicks saw in the last days that nobodies and no accounts and no uh, nobodies, uh, people that, that are unheard of, and every woman and every child and every every man will be able to lay hands on the sick and be able to destroy the works of the enemy and see miracles and signs and wonders. And it's going to happen all over the world simultaneously, and it's going to happen in China, it's going to happen in Germany and Australia, it's going to happen in Switzerland, it's going to happen in South America. Simultaneously, this revival is going to hit. Okay, Jack, let's pray for that right now. Revival in the healing power of God to touch the people that are listening. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this river. I thank you that this river uh, comes from the throne of God, but it also comes right out of our belly. And, Lord, that those two rivers are coming together in a mighty, mighty surge and wave of your spirit, your power, your, your, your delivering power, your healing power, your miracle power, Lord God. I thank you that your people will no longer be in the shallows of this river, Lord. They're coming out deeper and deeper. I pray that they will swim. They will be baptized in glory. They will swim in over their head in revelation knowledge and the mysteries of heaven. Father, I pray that the, your people will start going from encounter to encounter to encounter with the Holy Spirit. 
They'll not just study him anymore. They will experience him, Lord. Immerse them in love. Father, let them become drenched in mercy. Let them overflow with firepower and inundate them in the passion of Jesus, Lord God. And I pray that they are consumed with the mighty fire of God. Lord, that with direction and guidance and protection and purpose, you will raise up that mighty army for this hour. Lord, thank you. Let us not waste this year. Let us not waste any time any longer. Thank you for pouring out your spirit on every listener, every person, Lord God. They all get to get into the game. Everyone gets to, to do this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You need to get this book and CD set, God's Healing River. I am telling you, it is an invitation to jump into the presence of God, into the, His healing river, into the glory. It is an invitation. You're going to learn how faith comes to the believer, how healing comes, the greatest help to, to prayer. You're going to learn about hearing God's voice and discerning the presence of God. There's so many wonderful things in this book. It's time for you to begin to do the works of Jesus, like Jack is doing, like so many others. All you have to do, is jump into the river. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Dr. Jack Sheffield. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special offer. We are in the midst of an enormous spiritual breakthrough. In this prophetic season, God is calling you to go deeper into his river of healing and literally destroy the works of the devil. So come on, jump in. Jack's book, an exclusive three CD set, God's Healing River, offer number 9481 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9481. Once again, that's offer number 9481.